Good morning and welcome to another episode of Couple With. I hope you've got your teas, coffees, you know, we're not, we're not strict on just teas as you know. Any drink will do as long as you've got something to parch your lips with. Um, let me just pour my little. Sounds good, doesn't it? It's my favourite sound of the world, that. Pouring from a teapot into my favourite cup it is my favourite sound other than my kids' laughter. It's been a while, a month, since I did a last podcast. We've had a lot going on, haven't we? Uh, lockdown, deadly viruses, issues around the world um, and probably if you're like me internal issues I'm going to be really vulnerable with you on this podcast and probably share some stuff that I'll be honest not even some of my closest people know but I always said that this podcast was like a therapy for me so it goes um First of all, I'll just give you a quick update. As you can imagine, everything's been cancelled or deferred or moved. So my run has now been pushed to next year. I'm still doing it. Like, there's no way I'm not doing it. Like, it's not happening. I'm not giving up. I've set that challenge for myself and by gum, I'll do it. Um, Other than that, uni has... And to be fair, I think everybody's in the same boat. When it comes to education, if you've got kids, which I do, and I'm guessing some of you do, um, uh, <laughs> that uh, experience of having your kids around you 24-7 is not the easiest when you're trying to get work done, whether or not that's uni work or actual work. I'm not saying that uni work isn't work, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> it's been an odd time odd odd time um and i chose this lockdown because this lockdown happened what few days after i posted my last um podcast and because my children are they're not high high risk but they're not exactly if they get if they pick it up that we're in trouble one has asthma one has diabetes it's not exactly the smartest thing to get um so my children have been locked in for the last what five weeks. Um, I've been still running and and um, going shop. But that's about it. I haven't done anything else because you know sticking to the rules. Um, I really don't fancy pick up my anything from my kit for my kids. So I've been very very strict on that one. And um, running is my only time where I get time on my own so that's where I'm why I still stick to it but I have took this opportunity and as sad as this situation is and I take nothing from the fact of how heart-wrenching it is to lose a family member or a loved one in this time like um some of the stories that I've heard where people are not even getting to say goodbye is I could do a podcast on that alone. Not being able to have that closure to say goodbye to a loved one will will destroy you. Um, and my sympathies to anybody going through that. But 
I took this opportunity for me to slow down because if you know me or you know what I'll just give you if you know me you'll know how true this is I am an extremely busy and I'm going to put air quotes on this one busy person I am always running for the next post the next one I've got to do next thing this oh what are you doing today I've got a checklist and I'm always busy doing something and I chose this opportunity to to what I chose to see as an opportunity I rarely get a chance to slow the fuck down and stop and just take a breather and with everything that's happened in the last year and there's been a lot like from uni stuff to relationships to dealing with oh copious amounts of issues that have come up um dealing like getting past personal like traumatic things that have happened to me um You know, finishing my year of um, no alcohol and, and stuff like that. So I realised that I'd not actually given myself time to like sit with it all. So I did. I have been. That's what I've been doing for the last like five weeks is slowing down. And I've had some interesting things come up, which is what I'm about to get, like, that was a five minute intro to what's about to, I'm about to get into, um, and that is, where am I, I have not got amnesia, I am, I'm, I'm, I've not forgotten, I am currently sat in my living room in Sheffield, I know where I am, but where am I, and like, what I'm doing, where am I going, what's the point of what I'm doing, and, I realised a lot of things, like I'd lost my love for creativity, um, I just had such a block, I didn't want to do anything, I didn't want to create anything, I just lost the love for it. Um, I'd found out I was dyslexic, as you guys know, so that, I got real angry at that, real, and I was really angry about that, and <clears throat> I, was, I was just... There was all these things I couldn't understand and I was just too busy, too busy to look at them. So when I stopped, I took a deep breath and I said to myself, I was going to slow down. So I have done. The interesting thing was like, when you say, why was you angry when you got dis- diagnosed with dyslexia? It took me a while to figure out. I'd accepted who I was, but that's not who I was. And I'd accepted, the reason why I was angry is I would I had internally accepted what others had told me I was. And it made me really angry, but then it started to make me look at everything else. Now, without going into too much detail, because we haven't got all day. Well, actually, probably in these situations, we probably do have all day. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I briefing so I I grew up just I I was a I was born for benefits I, I'm I'm quite adamant I was born for benefits and I'm quite happy to say that I it take no thinking of that my 
my mum had her own struggles and I, I no longer blame her. She, Whatever was going on in her head, she thought she was doing the right thing at the right time, even though it was very, very wrong. Um, I fully accept that. I grew up with that, so knowing that, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't exactly the happiest growing up. It was quite a volatile growing up and... Um, and then on top of that, some when I when I finally got a little bit older to be able to go out and do stuff, I was uh, I went through a certain amount of emotional abuse and physical abuse outside of the home, and um, so when it came to anything, I when I started to realize that I was worth maybe worth a bit more than what I was being told, I'd sort of like accepted that. I was always going to be the one that had to work harder to get to anything. I had to overcome these things. I was always fighting to overcome these things. But I was always the one, going to be the one that had to work the hardest to just get even a C or something like that. Which makes sometimes, it, when I look back, what was making me angry is I was so blinded by this vision of what people had told me and I had fully internalised what people had told me. Because if I'd actually looked like stepped away from my life and actually looked within the last year this what seven years once I decided to really sort myself out but actually looked at my life I'd managed to redo my GCSEs and get like B's and top of the class I couldn't get any higher than a five because the class wouldn't allow it but I loved my teacher so I won't go in anywhere like but I could have easily got an A in maths but I chose my 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 teacher because he was brilliant no chance he's listening to this, but if he is, Ian, you changed my life. Um, <laughs> um, and I'd looked at all the things that I'd done. I'd done two years of, of, of helpline counselling to some degree with no degree um, and helped loads of people. Uh, for tinnitus, I had done my level one and two of BSL. I'd helped people. I'd done two years of podcast if I just looked at my life I would have noticed that I'd accepted these things that weren't me and I was and when I got diagnosed dyslexia I think what made me so angry it was the fact that I was still up until that point accepting things that people had put upon me and that I was this thing that I and I had to be this thing because especially when it came to education, education never came easy to me. Learning came easy. Ooh, again, that's another podcast I could do all day about. You know, learning, I love education. No, the educational system does not want you to learn. They want you to memorize, and that's the part that really bugs me because I am a curious person and I love to question and a system that doesn't like you to question and I, I, I realized this very very young when I used to question stuff that didn't make sense and teachers always used to just like well that's just the way it is and <clears throat> weirdly enough I see that attitude in everywhere I go I question stuff that doesn't make sense and I always get the same thing well, that's the way it's always been doesn't make it right <laughs> just because something's always been that way doesn't mean to say it's the right thing to be I'm sure people who've been oppressed 
before has gone, oh, well, that's the way it's always been. Doesn't mean it's right. Can we go into, like, slavery, women's rights, all this law? That was done for years, decades, centuries. It doesn't mean to say it was right, and that's why it was changed. But I digress. I was, yeah, I was angry because I knew I was still taking and in ways that I'd literally, it's like somebody had opened up the blinds on a house that had accepted it'd never see sunshine. And I was pissed. I was. Even thinking about it now, I was pissed. I was so angry, it makes me want to cry now. I was so angry. And and everyone's going around me. And because the problem with dyslexia is you can't verbalise what you think. It's so annoying. And now I know for the whole of my life, that's it. Because all these things that shine light on were... I thought it was me. And it was where people had confused me. And it was easy to confuse me, but and do it in ways where it was control because it was because I could never get my words right I could always think oh it's just me I can't get it right but there would always be a sense in me that maybe it's not me but then it'd be shut down because all these people are saying it's me it's got to be me I'm seeing me a lot and it and it it shook my world and people just couldn't understand they're like it's just dyslexia it's just dyslexia I was like, A, it's not just dyslexia. Like, it's not just dyslexia. Dyslexia isn't just something that is just something. We we seem to play down the fact that it's a different way of thinking. But in a system that is not set up for a different way of thinking, when you have dyslexia, it's not just dyslexia. Because... You can't think the same way as the educational system says so. So it's not just dyslexia. How can it be just something when it goes against everything and it's not even your fault that goes with any issue along these lines with autism, Asperger's or anything like that. A system that is set up not to... Is, is not designed in any shape or form to include it. It adds it on but it doesn't include it. You don't see lecturers helping with dyslexia through it. You see lecturers giving lectures normally. And then if you need help with dyslexia, it's an add-on. Because the system isn't designed for anything different. So it's not just dyslexia. I really wish people... It's been normalised to just something. When something is just something, it's not just. So that was that one, sorry. Right. So it's it's not that, but on top of the understanding that it's it's not been uh, it's 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 not been my fault in my writing or my stuff like that. Um. It's not been my fault as well for things that have happened to me and me accepting other people's thoughts because I was so easily confused and I'd, I'd been conditioned that way. But what is my fault is, and I had to, this is where the real anger came from, I was angry at myself. 
I was angry at myself because I had to admit I'd known for a while internally that I had this issue and I wasn't ready to shine the light on it. Maybe something inside me knew that, you know, if I did, the veil would drop and I would see much more than just a learning difficulty because that's what I've seen. I've seen and, and had to process people who have dyslexia use what was obvious signs of dyslexia against me. And people say, maybe I've taken it into too internally. Maybe, but I'm not, I am not taken away from how I feel about it. The fact that I've been in relationships with every person who has had dyslexia, every relationship I've been in, has a, the person has had uh, has had dyslexia and at some point in time I've been made to feel confused not know my own thoughts feel angry feel upset and then being told all the time it's my fault even though I'm trying to express it and I just can't get it out and I can't verbalize it and it's it it shocks me so much because just because I didn't have that diagnosis to a thing, it's like I seem to attract these sort of people, not those manipulative, I'm just saying I seem to attract people that have those tendencies, maybe it's because it mirrors what I see in myself but yeah, I had to let everything, I was so angry and I saw so much more than just a diagnosis and I had to internalise it, but knowing that I had taken on so many words, accepted who I was because of what I'd been told for so long, it, it was, it was, there was no words. I'm going to be 30 fucking five next month, and I still, I've only just discovered this. Please, people seek help where possible, counselling, like, you know, if you've got past traumas, please go speak to somebody, Um, because you may figure out, I would love for you to figure this out a lot sooner than nearly 35, Um, but it's made me question everything, I have, like, I find this really difficult to talk about because a lot of people will roll their eyes and blah 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 or you you know and I kind of do it to myself a little but I've got more spiritual just lately I've turned vegan not vegan vegetarian and I try actually to have a vegan choice where possible um so if a meal if I fancy it I'll have a meal where I don't have any dairy products or or anything like that so a lot of the time it's halfway between vegan and vegetarian. Um, I can't give up cheese. I think that's my, my downfall. But I figured I'm still having a good impact on the world. I started my compost heap. I have um, well, definitely more than to recycling. Um, I know, as you guys know, I buy nothing with that I unknow, that I knowingly read, because I read every label now, um, unsustainable palm oil. Um, if I can't see for sure, then I don't buy it, um, unless it's along the lines for the kids, because that's different. Um, I, 
I, I try to find an option where is possible. Um, but I've, I've got to a point now where I'm finding myself more spiritual. I'm finding myself... And, it, and it's really hard to me to talk about because I, I, I'm so, I still kind of judge myself for it. Because the old me is like rolling eyes, like, ugh, ugh. Because the old negative me is like, ugh, fucking hippie. I'm going to have to be interrupted by a little boy. Uh, quarantine and podcasts. This is for you. Right, watch where you step in. I'm recording. Hi. Right. What are you doing? I excuses. Right. <laughs> yeah. So as I was saying, like you guys know, I don't edit. And it's not like I can tell my son to go away, is it? So, um, yeah, so I've got more spiritual. I've got to understand. And I've started to get more into, um, I like you guys know, I have a life coach. Um, oh, sorry, soul catalyst, as she likes to be called now. But as far as I'm concerned, she's called friend. That's it. She's friend. Um, and she told me about it. She, she's seen me go through this challenge. She's been with me every step of the way. So, um, she told me about a podcaster called Aubrey Marcus. Now, he's quite spiritual, um, and he is the most open man about spirituality that I can get on board with. Most people, for me, it just go too far. I just can't, I can't resonate with it. I can't relate to it. Um, but uh, Aubrey Marcus is somebody I can't. So, I started getting to his podcast, which has meant that I've... I've found people that I, I would have not usually looked at or I've already rolled my eyes at. So, And there was one about talking about, he was talking to a lion tracker and he was saying, like, if you're off the beaten track and you don't know where you're going, whether that's being tracking a lion or tracking your life, you need to go back to the point where you knew you was on the right track completely. And I went back. So I took that to have to listen to that. And I was like, fuck here now. I never even thought of that before. I'm going to do that because I feel so lost, especially with the diagnosis and all that. Like that. And I'll be honest, the reason why I had to go back and find the track where I was 100% sure I was on was because for the last, I don't know, three months easily, I've not wanted to do uni work. I've done it, but I've not wanted to do it. I've not wanted to do podcasts or my heart hasn't been in it apart from like the odd one or two where I've spoken to people because I like connection. Um, I have done all these things and I've just not felt like it. I was like, I nearly completely cancelled this podcast. I've, I've, I've felt like walking from uni a couple of times. I just felt like I'm not on the right track. I give up. I don't know where I am anymore. I don't see the point in anything anymore. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to do this. Do I really want to be a clinical psychologist? Do I want to be a psychologist? Do I want to be a podcaster? Do I want to be a runner? Do I want to, like, what do I actually want? Like, where am I? So, and I'm sure we've all been there where we've got to a point in our life and like, what the fuck are we doing? And the last time I felt on track completely was 2017. I had just, I 2016 was a really absolutely shocking year. I had people scream at me on my birthday who were completely wrong. 
I'd had arguments with the then boyfriend, which had been horrendous. I had um, been ripped off by a car that was a lemon. And even though the thing had been scrapped, I was still paying three grand's worth of debt. I had failed my BSL and felt like I'd failed people. My BSL level three felt like I completely failed people, especially at my volunteer work, considering one of them paid for me to redo my exam. And I felt, to this day, I still feel guilty. I will pay him back. Um, and it was horrendous year. So 2017, I decided I was going to just really, you know, I'm going in, I'm going to sort this stuff out. And I did. I repaid off the car, got myself out of somewhat of debt. I bought a new car. I saved, saved a lot. Um, I, I picked my uni. I decided where I was going to be. I, I passed and got, you know, I, I knew I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be a counsellor because I wanted to change the way I want to help people while changing the way they viewed counselling and mental the mental health system in general. I wanted, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And when I found out that I could go to uni and, and do it quicker, which meant I could get to people quicker and help people quicker, boom, I was on it. I, I found this uni, I fell in love with this uni. It's been a lot different to what I imagined it, but I fell in love with this uni. I... I knew the track I was on. I was settling in with a person that I loved a lot. And then October of 2017, that's when it all changed. And my track, even though it stayed very similar, and let's face it, I've been doing this podcast since 2018. This was one of the things that I do know I was on the right track with. Um, but you can still be going down the right track just be a little off it but now I feel I'm completely off it so I had to go back to why I was doing stuff what I was doing and I realized that so many voices so many relationships and lots of people had had an influence over how I was going to do stuff like my last past partner really didn't want me to have a life coach he had a real issue with it I don't know why but it turned out to be she lasted longer than he did. Oh well. No, no look, I'm not being bitter about it. It's just, I'm stating facts. I don't know why he didn't want me to. He never really made it clear. He just said it was a rip-off. Um, but I got my value out of it. And I still don't. Um, as well as a lot of other things he didn't want me to do. Um, I had people telling me in a group of following somebody I admired at the time a, ma a, a massive YouTuber that I admired at the time and this group of people telling me to do this that, and the other and I was doing them I was trying to set up masterminds I was trying to set up group things because and I was testing out different um, things that people were asking me to do and then all these things I could go through the last two years two and a half years where nearly three where people that have directed me and I haven't even realised it and all of that hit me and I'm now realising that I am so off the track of where I want to be it's unreal so I'm now leaning into the spiritualist 
way for me. That's not full on. I, there we go. I'm go. There we go again. I'm still judging myself because I still there's certain parts of it that I still roll my eyes at because I just can't get on board with. But I meditate every day. It's not easy, but I do it. I uh, stretch now, which a body thirty four nearly thirty five years of tenseness is not easy to undo. All right, there's a lot of studies shown that when you feel stress in your throughout your life, especially the stuff around toxic stress as you're growing up, that toxic stress level becomes your new normal, and your body just doesn't know how to relax. And I've spent years, decades of being in constant fight or flight, which is where your stress hormones are all all over the place. I spent years being in fight or flight because I had to. It protected me. It looked after me. I'd been through so many um, mentally and emotionally and physically abusive situations that the only thing that I knew how to do was fight or flight. So my my body's been tense for years and I'm trying to undo all that. But in doing so, I'm having to learn to recreate, reconnect to my past, to my to my track, to the path that I wanted to be on, and and going back there, which is why I doubted whether or not I wanted to do the podcast anymore. And listening to myself talk, that's not true. I do, I love connection, but I have an issue with it, and that is people seem to think this podcast is a mental health mm. podcast. Now, don't get me wrong; everything I do is under the umbrella of mental health because I feel how important that is mental health services how my but that wasn't originally it was originally me talking about it because I was trying to find my fit way with it but that's not why I started talking to people on here I started talking to people on here because I wanted to connect I wanted people to connect their story to others so that people could resonate with the idea that they're not alone in the situations that they're going through and some of the people I've talked on to here even though there's the issues or being diagnosed the same not two stories ever are like I've been scared to push it because I've been scared to to actually thrive and, and go past my limits because I don't know what's there and I need to connect more to people because I love connecting. I love the feeling oh. of connection. Uh, two minutes, baby, I promise. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes, I, I do apologize. Yeah, I do apologize. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't want to give this up. Every time I doubt myself, something always brings me back to it. I don't want to give up uni. But I don't want to be a clinical psychologist like I thought I did. I don't. I don't enjoy reports. I like reading them. Like, I don't enjoy doing them. I would do them if it meant for the, the greater good, but it, there's not enough human connection for me. I like the human connection part. I am so thriving when I'm with somebody and I'm talking and with we're going through ideas together and, and, and I can see them. I want to help people help themselves change stuff. I don't want to do it for me. I am happiest when I see someone 
go from being so down but being then happy for themselves i'm happy when they are happy that's my connection for it so i'm going to be doing that from now on i'm going to go i'm going to say this to anybody anybody who feels like they are off the beaten track of their beaten track go back to the last time you was on your path like go go back to the last time you truly felt on your path, on the way you want to go. And is anything that you're doing now connected to it? Because it might be vaguely, but it might, I probably guarantee there's a lot of stuff that you're not doing. And now that I realise how much I've spent the last two years listening to other people's opinions and somehow incorporating it and making it into mine and giving myself doubt, whereas there's always this little voice inside my head telling me something's not right. That little voice is telling you, you're off your path. Stop listening to others. Connect back to yourself. There's a reason why people say connect back to your higher self. It's not, personally, I don't think it's a higher self. I just think it's yourself. And we're so busy listening to other people's opinions, we get lost. And I took this time where I have been locked down away from people fully to understand that you might want to come into my space, but you can't come into my head anymore. You don't get to rent space in my head. Whether that be past partners, past friends, current friends, family, or anything like that. You don't get that space in my head anymore. And whatever I give to you, I give to you out of love and connection. Because I want to see you do better for you. Transformations are my favourite thing in the world. I love it. I love seeing people transform themselves into epic things. To see them come over adversity. To not just survive but thrive. Get themselves out of fight or flight. And turn that pattern of fight or flight into survive. Because if you took those patterns and everything that made you survive. Into taking away the element of fighting. And then turn that into. I've learned all these skills out of fighting. How can I turn them into pushing myself further? You have no idea what can happen after that. And that's what I'm choosing to do. So I just wanted to give you um, an update. I really hope you are all well and looking after yourself. Ooh. Yeah? Uh. I really do hope you're all well. Um, hopefully there'll be some more coming soon. This, <laughs> this whole uh, quarantine has been a... An interesting one for everybody, as I keep saying. There's nothing more you can say to it than interesting because if they, if it's not directly affecting you, what else can you say? I mean, it is direct, obviously affecting me, but not in a horrendous way. Like I and anybody who is going through that, man, I you you have my love, and if you need a friend, I am right here for you. But uh, if any of this made sense, um, I'm glad. If not. Just take it as me rambling. But I hope you're all well and all looking after yourself. If yeah. you resonate with this and you feel like you want to talk or get your story in it, please contact me. I want to share. I want to share people's stories and connect them. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, look after yourself. Stay safe. Stay home. And stay and protect the NHS. <laughs> That's right. Well done. <laughs> we protect the NHS, so we say good brew, good day, good brew, good yeah. NHS. Yeah. Good morning. 
and welcome to a little intro, a little thank you to a couple with. This is a side part from the podcast because I didn't want to distract from Kaylee and what she had to say. But uh, this is just a, a thank you. It's been just over two years I've been doing this and yes, it's been up and down and yes, it's been sparring of just late because there's been a lot going on and especially with the world the way the world is at the moment but I just wanted to say that I thank you all for listening taking the time to to just well listen you don't have to pay attention to anything attention is sparring at most when it comes to things but the fact that you take the time out to listen and that so many have of you have listened and this is my 90th episode 90 episodes I, I just want to say I'm really thankful and it really means a lot. So thank you so much and I hope you have a good day.